Hello, everyone. This is Hacker Public Radio, and today we have a special guest from Mocha 5. If you'd please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm John Whaley. I'm one of the founders of Mocha 5. And uh, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm, um, so I graduated from, uh, from Stanford with my, uh, with my Ph.D. in computer science, and uh, Mocha 5 was actually a research project at, at Stanford. It was called The, the Collective. Um, before that, I, uh, I had worked at IBM Japan for a little while, and, I, and before that, I graduated from uh, my undergrad at MIT. Pretty, pretty darn sporty. Let's see, uh, what exactly is Mocha 5? So um, Mocha 5, what we do is we have a complete desktop lifecycle management solution that we deliver as a managed service. Um, our technology enables IT administrators to easily manage uh, virtual computing environments, uh, while at the same time giving end users the freedom to work any way and anywhere that they want using any operating system on any PC. Are you reading these questions or these answers, or do you uh, pulling that out at the top of your no, head? No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you said it started from this paper called the Collective. Could you explain that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so I, I would remember that we have uh, all ranges of technical knowledge of people that are listening to the show. Sure. Okay. okay. So the collective uh, was this research project at, uh, in the Stanford Computer Science Department. And the goal of this collective project was uh, really to make uh, computing a lot easier. Uh, we saw like, a lot of people having a lot of pain um, administering their machines, uh, keeping them up to date, keeping them from free of spyware and malware. Um, you know, and so there's just a lot of pain around uh, you know, system administration and, uh, and, and keeping, uh, keeping computers working. And uh, so what, what we did is, is we kind of took a look at this problem and thought there's got to be a, a, a better way um, to do this. And so we came up with this idea of using virtual machines uh, to, to help with system administration. And so the idea is you run, uh, you run everything on top of a virtual machine, and, um, and we have this, uh, a special virtual machine format called, this, uh, called a live PC. And the live, this live PC has these uh, three key features. Uh, first of all, uh, has an automatic update to the latest version, so the users will always be running the latest version. Um, the second thing is um, it has an intelligent streaming and caching system so that uh, users can get started quickly and also work offline. Once they have the whole image, they can disconnect from the network and keep working. And the, the third uh, key feature is the smart rejuvenation. Uh, so every time you start up, you get a fresh copy of the OS and the applications, but your user data, which is your documents and settings, that will persist. And so this, the, um, this LiveVC provides an easy way for the IT administrator to administer uh, a large number of users. Uh, while at the same time it gives the end user the freedom to work however they want, uh, where they want. You can run any, uh, any x86 operating system on top, and, uh, and it works exactly the same. Okay. Now your client runs on Windows, and it runs on uh, OS X. Do you all have a Linux uh, yeah. client? So uh, we have a version called, uh, called Bare Metal. And what it is, is it's a, it's a Linux client that's bundled with a stripped-down uh, Linux OS and, and, uh, and kernel. And so you can install that directly onto the machine, and it will boot up. And then you'll have a list of live PCs there, and then you can just use it to, to launch these, uh, these live PCs. And you get the live PCs. It's all off your website. And I, I actually installed the uh, bare metal installer. And you can browse through and look at 
all kinds of different stuff. Uh, I actually found it through Haiku, which is a derivative from uh, the BOS. And it's really neat to be able to, whenever they have an update, that it's automatically there. And I'm running it, and I don't have to download the ISO and burn it to a CD and then run it. So it's really yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we have the so on our website we have this uh, this LiveBC library, and this is all like you know community contributed uh, what these LiveBCs that that people have built, and there's you know there's like hundreds of, of these uh, community contributed LiveBCs, and it's mostly free and open source software. And we get a lot of people uh, using it just to play around with different OSs and uh, and kind of just see what people have, have done and have built. And uh, it's it's really nice because you know um, you know we have people who are interested in things like Linux, but they didn't really know how to get into it or how to uh, how to try it out. And so our uh, our system using the LiveBC, you just click once, you click on the website. Uh, you can just click the download. It'll start streaming that virtual machine to you, and you can start it up before the the entire thing has has downloaded it. And uh, you don't have to install anything or anything like that, and it all runs within this secure virtual environment. So we have a lot of users who use it uh, just just to uh, just to try out Linux or try out some other um, alternative OSs. Now, a lot of your users of uh, Mocha Five are just people that are just trying to play out with it, try out with things, play around with them. And obviously, y'all are trying to. This is a business. You're trying to make some money, and y'all want to do this at a business to help the administrators, um, it, it, you know, ad administer things, for lack of a better word. Um, do y'all have any clients that are actually doing that, or are y'all still testing? Um, so we're we're planning to launch our uh, our company and our and our 1.0 products um, in second quarter of this year. So. So pretty soon, we have some uh, some companies in trials, uh, kind of doing uh, doing uh, doing some pilots and things like that. And uh, yeah, so there's there's a number of of, of interesting uses of, of the technology right now that people are using it for. Um, the first is is a disaster recovery solution where you know um, let's say you're an executive that has a has a lap carrying around a laptop and something happens to that laptop, um, they, uh, they, carry around, they can carry around a USB stick that has a Mocha 5 on it. They can then plug that into uh, to any, any PC that, you know, they go to Best Buy or whatever to go buy a PC. They can just plug in, a, plug in the USB and it has uh, all the secure environment including like the secure VPN and, and those kind of things so they can kind of be up and running quickly again. Uh, so like, so the, that's, we, have, we have a few people using it for uh, a few, um, Customers using it for disaster recovery. Another big one is um, lab management, where you have a computer lab. You know, maybe it's a training lab, maybe it's uh, you know in a school, things like that, where you have a, a number of machines and um, and you you, you uh, an administrator needs to uh, administer those uh, the software on those machines. And so what the uh, administrator can do now is they just um, maintain one image, they maintain the one LiPC image, and that's automatically distributed to all of the different machines. Um, so it makes their job uh, their job a lot easier. So also, instead of them having to go around and oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So the the so the the rejuvenation aspect means that. Um, uh, like you know, say like if, if somebody messes up the machine somehow and installs software and things like that, um, all they have to do is reboot, and it always goes back to a, a pristine state. And when the whenever the administrator um, wants to post an update, you know, some there's a, there's a new there's some new hot fixes or a new a new versions of software, install new software, things like that. They just um, on their machine, they just start the LiPC, they 
install the software and uh, test it out, make sure it works, and then they post it to the server. And then, uh, and then every, all of the clients, all the subscribers to that LIPC automatically get the latest version and start running the latest version. So this makes it a lot easier to, uh, to administer a large number of machines and keep them up to date and keep them working. At the university I attended, they did this with Ghost, and they'd have to go around and physically ghost all the machines, and whenever there was an update, they had to new, make a new ghost image and all that mess, and this would really save them a lot of time. I mean, a, a reboot's a lot easier yeah. than <laughs> actually sitting there. Yeah, so, I mean, Ghost is really is, is focused on the deployment aspect that you want to deploy some image, but we're really focused much more on the entire life cycle. So it's like, it's not even like beyond just deploying the image, you have to keep it up to date, uh, keep it, you know, keep it maintained and, uh, and all of these things. So that's, we're much more focused on this, on the whole life cycle of, uh, of a desktop rather than just the initial deployments. So what are some of the disadvantages of this model? <laughs> Do you even want to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I mean this is definitely a radical, uh, you know, different, di radically different way of, of doing computing. Um, you know, now you say I'm going to run everything on top of a virtual machine, and um, and I'm going to. Um, you know, and, and, and the virtual machine is automatically going to rejuvenate on every reboot and things like that. And so this works particularly well in the cases where you have a, uh, uh, you, you have kind of more of a, of a controlled desktop or a locked down desktop where you have uh, people, you know, basically you want to have a large number of computers who are kind of running pretty much the same software. Um, you don't, uh, don't need to, um, you know, have a lot of, um, Customization on each on each machine. In that case, you know, they, uh, you really get this. Uh, you can use our system to get much better scale to uh, to you know scale up to to, to more uh, more computers a lot easier. Um, mm -hmm. But like if, if you know, in the case where you have um, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of like. If this is the way, if the way I think about it, this is like this is really the computer is the the type of system that works really well for people like my my parents or you know my not so tech savvy friends who I always have to go and help out and you know go fix their printer because it doesn't print or go clean up their system of spyware and things like that. Um, this this system works works really well for for uh, for those kind of cases. Good deal. One of the disadvantages that I thought of as I was reading the paper on the collective was that y'all talked a lot about the security and how it would, you know, protect people's data, this, that, and the other. But I thought about the underlying operating system that's running the virtual machine. Um, you have to walk around and actually physically secure all of those still on top of the image that y'all are hosting on the, on the uh, server. Yeah, so that's why in the bare metal case, we, uh, we, we use this Linux kernel that we've stripped out like most of the services and stripped out as, as much as possible just to try to make that, that lowest level the most, uh, the most secure possible. I mean, for example, if you are running the Windows client, well, then you're still, you know, kind of subject to uh, what the underlying Windows is uh, to some mm -hmm. extent, um, even, though even though your live PC contains all the bits for the operating system, and you're actually running, uh, you know, right uh, right off of the, of, of those. Um, you still, you know, for example, um, could potentially be subject to keyloggers or things like that on the underlying OS or exploits in the underlying OS. And that's why, for like for uh, for high security um, applications, we recommend the bare metal 
version because that um, that has uh, has better security because of the the underlying Linux uh, stripped down Linux. Good deal. Um, what kind of open source software does Mocha Five uh, use, like in their office or in their product? Um, so, like in our product, we make a make use of a a lot of uh, open source libraries like uh, libcurl or libxml or wx widgets. Um, and those libraries really helped us out a lot um, because they made it a lot easier to build uh, reliable cross-platform software. And in our day-to-day -day development, we use a lot of open source development tools like uh, Subversion or Cruise Control, uh, Track, um, GCC, things like that. Um, and this this uh, open source software works really well for us because first of all it's cross-platform and we have a cross-platform client. And um, we, also, uh, we also use a lot of open source software within live PCs. So if you see a, a, lot, of the, um, a lot of the open source software in the, in the live PC library, um, you know, we, we use that quite a, uh, quite a bit. There's some, there's some interesting, uh, interesting software out there that we never would have, uh, would have realized until somebody posted it in a live PC and, uh, and then we downloaded and tried it out and, uh, and found it to be uh, really useful. I was reading in, in the paper that y'all are doing authentication over uh, SSH and uh, using uh, tunnels to securely send the data from the client to the server. Uh-huh. That was really neat. Yeah. So, uh, um, actually, uh, we've, I mean, that, that's, uh, so we've, that, the, the paper was published, I think, uh, back in, in 2005, and we've since, you know, that was, uh, we've since kind of moved, uh, moved beyond that and, and, uh, and improved the system in various ways. So that was oh, yeah. like the, the first innovation that we had done at, at Stanford, and now we don't actually use that, the, the, tunnel, uh, the tunnel over SSH uh, in most cases, um, just, you know, just because of things like proxies, um, uh, things like that. So for better compatibility, we you know, use other techniques like HTTPS, things like that. Good deal. Um, could you have started Mocha 5 without open source software? Um, well, we, we probably could have been able to start the company, but we wouldn't have been nearly as far along as we are today without uh, open source software. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely accelerated our, our development and made, uh, made things like that, the community-driven uh, LivePC library uh, possible. So um, we, um, it, we have definitely benefited from, uh, from open source software. Um, let's see. Going down the list. <laughs> um, are you planning on open sourcing any of y'all software that y'all write? So um, our current like currently we're really focused on um, launching the company and just getting 1.0 out of the door. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, it's definitely not out of the question. Um, I personally am a big open source proponent and I've started and contributed a number of open source projects on SourceForge um, and some other sites. And Mocha 5 itself is also a big proponent of open source, you know, with the community-driven LivePC library and really kind of helping to promote Linux on the desktop. And we get a lot of uh, users who are interested in playing around with Linux, but you know don't know where to start. And uh, with Mocha 5, you can play around with. You know, we make it really easy to play around with uh, alternative operating systems in a safe way without having to to install anything. So the um, so it's definitely not out of the question. And you know, and I think that uh, you know in, in the future that at least some parts of our of our software uh, may become open source. Okay, y'all are currently using VMware for your virtualization. Um, are y'all planning on building your own, using, continuing to use VMware 
using some open source stuff? Um, so right now we we, uh, we partner with VMware and uh, and use their virtual machine monitor layer. Um, and so right now we focus on VMware just because that one's really stable and it has good performance and it's uh, it's cross-platform. Um, however, the technology is uh, really independent of the VMM layer. Uh, we could take out VMware and plug in another uh, virtual machine monitor uh, with very few changes to our uh, to our system and to our code. And uh, we just happen to be right now just focusing on VMware just because that one is one of the better uh, virtual machine monitors. But if, if you look at uh, if you look at what's happening in the virtualization space, uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of new VMMs that are appearing. You know, there's uh, there's things like Zen, there's things like uh, VirtualBox, for example, uh, QEMU even. Um, you know, a lot of these are free and, and uh, some of them are open source. And uh, so I think that, that um, in the future, this virtual machine monitor layer is really going to become like a commodity. Like you can, uh, you can use, there will be a lot of them available and you can, use, uh, you can use any of them. And we're much more focused on the kind of management of the virtual machines and keeping them up to date and, uh, and keeping them working. And so, you know, it's kind of like once you have all of these virtual machines, um, what are you, you going to do with them? And so Mocha 5 is, is really focused on that, um, you know, making it easy to manage virtual computing environments. Good deal. So when are you all going to um, take the Linux client out of the bare bones or bare metal installer and just let me download it and use it? <laughs> well, um, I mean, it, it, it just it comes down to, um, you know, we, first of all, we wanted to really focus on the Windows client first because, honestly, that's where most of the pain is. And uh, we, we do have the bare metal client which has the Linux client bundled in with the stripped down Linux OS. And um, it's just a matter of, you know, kind of question of priority and question of, of resources. But we're definitely uh, interested in, in, uh, in doing that. And I'm sure, you know, some of your listeners, for example, would probably be able to figure out how to take the bare metal and repackage it as a standalone client because it's, uh, it's just kind of in there and, uh, and, it's, and uh, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult. Good deal, good deal. Well, uh, do you have any, any questions or anything else you want to say? I know you need to get back to work. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think, I think that, that, uh, that pretty much covers it. So I, I just want to encourage um, your listeners to go and check us out at, uh, at mocha5.com. That's M-O-K-A-5.com. And we have, uh, we have a lot of uh, live PCs there in our live PC library. Uh, you can, you can uh, try out and play around with. And uh, thanks a lot for taking the time, and uh, thanks a lot for your interest. Hey, well, thanks for being on the, on the uh, big radio show. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.